Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Episode 140 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where this week we are joined by the guest that gained his powers when he fell into a vat of radioactive bourbon while fighting a mutant moth. He then started a woodworking business in 2014, four years later, uploading his first YouTube video that then exploded, as all all of them exploded, with his out-of-the-box ideas, deadpan humor, and ruggedly good looks, Jason Hibbs is here. Dang. That's some pretty fire, like... Hype man I, stuff. I try, try. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like spoil your origin reading, story you? for the uh, for the <laughs> nice. you know about you. <laughs> He's great at hyping, bad at reading his bad own. Bad at reading, l- yeah. handwriting. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a real bad combination. Uh, like Pete said, Jason is joining us this week. Thank you, Jason, for being here. We're really stoked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple new patrons this week: Chris Jacobson and a gentleman by the name of Keith Johnson. So big thanks to the new patrons. You guys Boo. are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Keith really sucks. <laughs> Boo. Hey, you don't talk about our patrons no. that way. Keith. Yeah, what yeah. a loser. <laughs> you, you calm down about Keith. He's. I don't care about all the stuff about Sugar Ray Leonard yeah. that's been said about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a, had a beef. Me and Keith have had a beef since middle school, school when he beat me in a race. But yeah. I know he started early. So anyway. He's a cheater. <laughs> It's a story for another. <laughs> it's a Seinfeld reference, y'all. We, <laughs> it's a good one. I choose not uh, to run. Yeah, no. Big... <laughs> yes, I did. I challenged him to another race, and that's exactly what he said. I choose not to run. <laughs> Anyways. Fantastic. Uh, uh, I'm really used to doing uh, Seinfeld references on uh, our podcast, Shop Sounds Podcast. It's available on Apple and Spotify. Like, anywhere know. else? We'll check it out, I guess. I don't know. Is there <laughs> anywhere else? It sounds nice. What do you guys talk about? I don't know either, actually. <laughs> What's the other one? I don't know. Is there, there's other ones, right? I don't know. Dan, what are the other ones? Oh, is yours available on YouTube? Grinder, Pandora, yeah, Grinder. You've got to be a patron to view oh, it on YouTube. Oh, okay. That's how we do well, things. Ours right is now. available on YouTube. Smart. Yeah, that's, oh, cool. that's interesting. Huh. Cool, cool. I guess this is another cool. race you lost. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> A race to YouTube. I chose not to YouTube. I deserve I cho- that. By our numbers, you would think we chose not to YouTube. <laughs> chose not to post. I chose not to get watch hours. We're, no, we're uh, casual YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jason, thanks for coming on the show, man. We're really, really yeah, glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, man. Really appreciate it. How's uh, how's the uh, I don't know how I want how I want to go right into it, but how's the dead body situation going over there? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Some days you do woodworking. Some days you discover dead bodies. Um, I did not discover <laughs> any more today or learn what? about any. That's, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, Successful yeah. day. She played the Long lotto. Story short, yeah, we found, well, <laughs> my neighbor found a dead body next to our house, but the police came. They took it away. We haven't heard anything. There's a lot of theories. The The rumor mill is circulating around the neighborhood. People got a lot of different hunches and ideas, but nothing concrete at this point. Keep There's a joke in there somewhere with concrete. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to like work a joke, but like all of them are horrible, so I don't think I should make any of them. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, could, could be. Jenny yeah, that's. Hoffa. Well, I'm glad you're not finding more dead bodies. 
Yeah. Isn't it funny how like, mean, you can tell – you can you can have exciting news and tell anybody anything and they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. But the second you bring up that you have some relation to a dead body being found, that's all anybody wants to talk about. It's That's the trump card in any conversation, dead body. It, it's a strong play. I mean you could pretty much <laughs> shut down any other conversation and be like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, right on. But I found a dead body outside of yeah, my yeah. yard. <laughs> hey, I mean that's, that's a strong like, play. That's Yeah, but uh, not just a real alpha move. <laughs> A headless dead body. That's true. Right. Headless dead body. And a head was found 30 miles down the road. So unrelated. Unrelated. We don't know. We don't know. I like to think they were related. You would hope I mean, they're related. <laughs> yeah. If they're unrelated. I hope they're not related. I hope they're the same person. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Pete coming in. All right, all right. Can't help Saw himself. Saw that one coming. <laughs> I mean, I mean technically, a body be without a head. Yourself? Get found and then a head without a body get found that aren't they don't go together. I don't know. It has to be. I mean, what are they? I mean, they got to do DNA. I mean, who knows what they're gonna do? I assume. Welcome to another true crime podcast. (laughs) 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 They're not gonna brad nail the head back onto the neck or whatever. It's not gonna be some crazy. You use pin nails. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And thixo, CA glue, and accelerator, baby. (laughs) Thixo, brad pin nails. And like a timber mate maple, I'm assuming it's a yeah. You know, it's really it's terrible because when the body was found, I went over there because everyone was over there, and I walked over, and it's kind of a somber moment. Everyone's kind of quiet, and they're staring down at this yeah. thing, which it was a person. I mean, you got right. a human it's being. Sad, a human being has died, and I looked down, and nobody was talking, and I tried to break the silence, and so out loud I said, "Do you think we could encase that thing in epoxy?" <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone else thinking River Table? <laughs> you FaceTiming Jimmy? No, I didn't say that, and I didn't go over and see the body. I'm sorry. That was a horrible joke. No, he was no that's road. a solid joke. He was at the road almost charging as, Almost as horrible as River Tables. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, the only thing worse than a River Table is a River Table with a corpse in it. Um, yeah, no. Hey, there's you know plenty a River of table is bad when you're there. like, that rotting corpse could really jazz up a River Table. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I almost spent bush light all over my screen. Bush latte. <laughs> mm. Oh man, not See, the first time. Now I'm thinking about like Han Solo encased in carbonite. People have like the coffee tables where he's like holding up glass. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine, but this is too. Oh, sorry, it's too edgy now because it's epoxy. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's the problem. I don't understand these nerd jokes. Because <laughs> oh, he said elf. Yeah. I get you. Dan doesn't know what a Star Wars is. What's a Star Wars? <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older. Boo. Okay. All right. Listen, this is okay. way too serious. This conversation yeah, has not been funny enough. I don't like where it's headed. Um, yeah. The dead body talk was pretty funny, I mean, but it's, it's not killer funny jokes, enough. But so not enough. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not what we're here. <laughs> That's not what we're here. Not here to yeah. talk about that. What, uh, no. Jason? What you got going on right now? What's the big stuff you got going on? What's the exciting stuff that you can share? Well, I kind of want to hear him say, like, who, like, there's people out there that are insane yeah, that don't know right. who he is. Uh, oh, Jason, give us, like, your uh, your elevator pitch. You know, who the heck do you think you are? Hey. Hey. Mr. Man in the elevator. <laughs> you don't know me, but we're in an elevator together, so I just want to break the silence and say, my name's Jason, and it's nice to meet you here in this elevator. It's <laughs> the best pitch we've had so far. <laughs> if you smell something, well, that was lunch it's hit me in an awkward way and i'm sorry we're in my <laughs> confined space together but i also thought maybe i could take this moment to tell you 
that I do woodworking and I post videos on YouTube. So if after we get out of this elevator, you feel like you're missing me and my face and you want to see it again, you could go on YouTube and see it. And there's videos there where you could watch it. And um, anyways, I'd press the emergency stop so we'd have more time to go. So now I can really get into this <laughs> and kind of um, tell you. So I was born on a cold winter day in November. I remember the leaves were blushed to such severity it almost hurt my eyes to look at them and uh, blushed wow came into this world not okay sorry the firefighters are here so i have to let you go but i'm on youtube and i do furniture <laughs> boom elevator pitch this is boom. great this is amazing yes wow, that's good. best this elevator, pitch, best we've elevator pitch we've ever had yeah <laughs> that's it i have I think that's woodworking the... i'm on youtube i built only things. actual elevator pitch we've had so I like <clears> yeah but for like for real though, like if you don't know who Jason is, that's crazy. But Bourbon Moth YouTube, Bourbon Moth on Instagram, Shop <clears throat> Sounds, everywhere. I mean, I'm almost 100 percent certain everyone listening to this Apple. knows who Jason is. But so yeah, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, <laughs> so, anyways, Pete, is that? Are yeah. you good? Oh yeah, I mean, can we move forward? Now? I know who he is. I just I don't want to make you mad. No English, no English. Um, Found Body has a YouTube channel. Also, right? does woodworking. I'm surprised you didn't work Not in or found a body into your elevator pitch, actually. That's like I'm something a, you should probably I'm work I'm a professional <laughs> body founder. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, like, he's like those guys who find water with the sticks, oh, yeah. but with like decapitated mm. bodies. What are they yeah. called? I can't remember what they're called. Anyway, what do you... It's the Liars? Same. No, what do you got? What do you got going on, Jason? <laughs> Liars? <laughs> yeah. Grifters? <laughs> so anyways, what what's your body called? count? It's, uh, it's called a divining rod, is what they're called. Defining that, that's it. You You're a know. divinist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Divination. Divinizer. Divination. Um, what do I have going on? Woodworking related? Is that what Yeah, you're what's in your about? bench this yeah. week, month? Cool. Well, Are we doing the what's exciting, on our bench? It's exciting. Yeah, we're going to uh, do week. this. We're doing this thing. <laughs> what's on my bench? I um, finally got back in the shop after quite the hiatus. I've been building a treehouse out and out <clears throat> outdoors doing construction, as they say. Ooh. Um, so finally get back in the shop. I'm working on a whiskey cabinet right now. Fitting. And this all started because I was laying in bed one night and I had an idea for a cool panel for a cabinet door, but it's a little like fancy and ornate. And I was like, what can <clears throat> I do this in? So the whiskey cabinet is just an excuse to try and figure out this cabinet door panel thing that I had an idea for. So if you go on Instagram, I posted a little picture of kind of what I'm playing with today. It's Basically, a combination of oak and walnut, and I'm trying to do it all just on the drill press, which is the idea I had. So, see if I can do it. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. No, no CNC uh, stuff, when... huh? No, that's the funny thing is I have one of those. Uh, I don't have a CNC, but I have one of those fancy <clears throat> Shaper Origins sitting in a box under my workbench, and I could do this in two seconds with that probably. But I'm stubborn and I hate myself, so. <laughs> Over to the drill press to drill a million holes and hand cut a bunch of pieces, you know. Oh, as one does. Yeah, as one does. Godspeed. That is better content. Yeah. It does make yeah. a lot of sense. I mean. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that's kind of the way I approach it is, you know, anybody can, well, not anybody, but anyone has a CNC or it, the second you use a CNC or a Shaper Origin, half your audience is like, okay, yeah, it must be nice, blah, you got fancy tools. <laughs> so I try and do things in a way that other people can duplicate as much as possible. It makes it more relatable. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Smart. So that's that's what I got going on. Should... I'm planning uh, two weeks to work on this. So, And I'll get two videos Three. out of it. 
because nice. I'm going to do one video on the whole cabinet and one video on just the panel and the doors. So it'll be a two-parter. Neat. Awesome. Yeah. Pete, what, what you got going got? on? Oh, I wasn't ready. Go to Dan. On. Go to Dan. Dan, Dan what <laughs> you got going on? I, in unrelated woodworking news, I officially retired as a photographer this week. Whoa. Ooh. Nice. Right after that one photo am... went viral? <laughs> yeah. No, it's been a long time coming. I had, <clears throat> I got several inquiries for weddings and I would, I just told them all no. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta put the foot down on this. I just can't do it anymore. So put out a thing and said, uh, I'm, I'm done. No, I'm not doing it anymore. So I'm a hundred percent woodworker these days. Um, even though like nothing feels different. I mean, I've given all my energy to woodworking and, and my woodworking business over the past couple of years anyway. So it was about time. Um, aside from that, I've been working on a, a cherry bed. I think I've mentioned this in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Why do cherries need a bed? I don't know. Very I, tiny beds. You, yeah. <laughs> like matchboxes. Epoxy. <laughs> just in case. It <clears throat> I got to have somewhere to put my dead bodies. Mm. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I've been working on that. Uh, it, it's basically a, a carbon copy of a bed I've made in the past. So it's going a little easier than the it did the first time. The whole cherry? Yeah. Yeah. That's a bold choice for somebody under 60. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Dan All got right. derailed hard with that. <laughs> Just slamming my lattes. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, you see, it's a client build, and that's what they request. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That makes a lot of sense. And I believe that they are somewhere in their 80s, so oh, see, it all makes, makes sense. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Taking their AARP money? <laughs> I believe so. <clears throat> okay. And I think I like cherry. I think it's a great choice. I think I, I like working I like cherry. cherry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. It tools really nicely. don't me. Okay. It does it well. I like it just, I like cherry too. I, I don't. It, it burns tools bit, but good, it good, but it it's it's it burns very easily. So you got to be mm-hmm. careful. But I do like the way it smells, and I do like the way it works. So I do enjoy it as a wood. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy it as a. Before. I'm just a mud. I built a cherry bench a while ago. It was nice. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. cherry. I enjoy working with it. Um, I enjoy all the offcuts more. I think I I save them for my smoker and. My oh yeah, girl. I do it too. Mm. Yeah. What kind of bozo wouldn't do that? Anyway, uh, on top of that, you know, same old, same old Etsy keeping me busy. I thought that my Etsy shop was going to slow down after the holidays, and that has not been the case, which I'm very grateful for. But now that it's just me in the shop and no extra help, it's it's been uh, a bit of a challenge. And my back went out three days ago, so I've been kind of somewhat crippled. Did it come back? fun. No, I didn't come back. That explains the quaaludes. <laughs> yeah, I've been taking quaaludes and uh, bush lights for the pain, and it's not working. Anyway, one of those I is in medicine. This scientific documentary that said if you take quaaludes and you fight through the urge to fall asleep, that you feel really good. Really, it was, yeah. it was called Wolf of Wall Street. It was a ah yes, oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> on Discovery. Yeah. Discovery. I, I've seen that documentary as well. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> Pete, are you ready to go yet? Yeah, or why not? I toss Let's it to go. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I got it. So I've also been busy with that. See, I've actually been busier since after Christmas than I was prior to Christmas, which is odd. Everyone got their money and they're like, can finally afford what Pete makes. 
Cool. Uh, so I've <laughs> been uh, busy with Etsy, getting a lot of orders out. I am, uh, I'm in the process of getting another 3D printer. Uh, I waited Dang. just long enough to, you know, everyone jumped on a hype train for that X1 Carbon that Ben Myers got, Dave from 3D DIY. What is, is that you know, a completely different brand it's a completely different brand it's fully enclosed uh so it has a filter talk to in us it. like we don't know anything about 3d so this 3d printer can Literally. easily change between four different rolls of filament so you can do multiple colors multiple materials and uh it's stupid fast compared to the other ones that I, like i have and i have really nice printers and this this thing based on what i'm seeing blows the one i have out of the water and it comes with a full enclosure and for the price oh, point got to have the full enclosure yeah yeah especially when is that even dust it's uh the fact that i can now print when i get this thing um more caustic chemical blends of uh, filament so stuff that's more durable but off gases like abs pc some oh, actually have PCs you ever noticed that the that. stuff that has more chemicals in it is usually stronger better, better. yeah yeah, it science. holds up better the elements. Yes, yeah, science mm-hmm. exactly. So I'll be able to print that because it's in my basement. So I don't really want to be printing that stuff on my open printers, and then I get all you know sleepy while I'm eating dinner, and and next thing I know I'm in a hospital. So this way next I can you know you're in the field across the street. Yeah, exactly. I'm in a field, and there's plenty <laughs> of fields around where I live. So I don't want I don't want to do that. So I'm pretty excited about that getting that and. Um, uh, what else? Oh, I've been working on those uh, ice climbing tools. So I delivered just under half of them uh, today. And I need to knock out the rest of them technically Wait, you're by 3D February. printing. No, ice so I'm, tools? I'm, um, I'm making these uh, Baltic birch laminated uh, with uh, like an um, aluminum core center. And basically, it's an ice climbing tool that's used Does for it indoor make training. You nervous, like thinking that somebody's life could be in your hands. Luckily, I'm just assembling and cleaning them up. This is oh, someone else's okay. patent and tool and everything. And I'm just. Putting it together, and that's why I got an LLC <laughs> covering my butt. But I mean, that's the thing. So uh, knocking that out, and uh, I just want to get it done in the next like two weeks because I'm really fired up to take. How many something. more of those do you have? Because the reel you showed, it looked like you did like 200. So it's 300 parts that you assemble into uh, 50 pairs. It's because it's uh, 200 of the plywood and then 100 of. So it's uh, I'm sorry, it's 100 pieces, but it's 50 pairs. So I delivered 20 pairs, so 40 pieces, and I got another uh, whatever, 60 to do, 60 pieces. So some of them are, every it, they're in like different stages of the process. Uh, I had Jake come in and help me out a little bit on last Saturday, so that was really great. I was able to get them From out. State Farm? Yeah, he's great. He wears khakis and everything, which is great for sawdust. It blends right in. So got that knocked out, and this is one of those jobs that like, you know, it's decent money, and um it's just a lot of labor, a lot. Of, it's pretty much all labor and it's messy. And when it gets all set up or all around the shop, I only have a two car garage. Nothing else can happen. Everything is like taken up. Every surface is being used. So I'm excited to get these out of the shop because I have a bunch of projects lined up for the next couple of weeks. I'm kind of doing this little mini series of like, uh, I reached out to the community. And I said like, Hey, I kind of fell out of like enjoying woodworking because of my last shop. And then with this place, I've just been improving it and working on stuff that made money. I want to start doing some fun projects. What do you guys do when you're in the, like down in the dumps uh, or you just need to like reinvigorate yourself, which is actually one of our questions kind of. And uh, I got some, a lot of really good responses. So I'm excited to do some fun projects. Give me some ideas for things to try. And uh, I'm excited to do that as soon as I get these things knocked out. Besides from that, I've just been busy with Etsy and 
trying to punch this year in the face. I'm trying to get a little more content mm. out. Um, okay, John Malecki. Yeah. Punch, punch day in the face. And <laughs> that's what he sounds like, right? We still need to have yeah, him on. It's very close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's basically it. I've just been trying to be a little more busy on the administrative site side so I can actually, <clears throat> uh, you know, start making this content thing pay for itself. I'm starting to see some trickles and it's really exciting, but I need to stay on it so that it <clears throat> actually pays Sounds the bills. Sounds like you got a prostate problem. Yeah, yeah I got to stay on it. So Mike, what about you and how's your prostate? <laughs> a prostate is fantastic. Good it's on never you. been better. I did a bunch Amen. of studies. Um, so <laughs> no, it Those was, kegels uh, are paying off. I checked it for Yeah. Him. Yeah. Jason very helpful <laughs> with that stuff. You just, it's I'm, a side I business this, of mine. <laughs> it's, yeah. Bourbon moth woodworking and prostate exam. <laughs> prostate It's exams. pretty wild. <laughs> well, I had all those well, rubber yeah. gloves in my shop, and I was like, how can I get a right. dual use out of this? <laughs> oh, I know. This, I, think, I think you shouldn't do woodworking first and then the prostate exams, because those splinters are hard to get out, but it's fine. Yeah. You know, that you do you. No. painful. It's, it's, it's no good. Uh, so, uh, it's been a... We've had a ton of rain down here in California. It's been crazy the last like few weeks. Um, Where in California do you live? I'm uh, outside of Sacramento. Oh, okay, dude. I should have yeah, stopped so- and said hi to you. We we're just down there. Just saying. Just saying. Should have done another prostate exam on the road. McDonald's. <laughs> Those are your best Sacramento. ones. Ugh, that's the best of Sacramento, actually. Yeah, um, good. No, we had a bunch of flooding. It was a lot of water craziness but yeah i saw all, that in your stories all the yeah. water that was going down your property yeah my neighbor so we've got five acres and then my neighbor above me has 10 he's got like the whole hill up there and like a raccoon and its family died in the drainage culvert ditch and oh blocked God. the this is like the most like alabama story i've got in a long time so but like the by my neighbor jim he's like i don't know a million and a half years old he calls me and he's like Hey Mike, we found a dead raccoon in the drainage ditch and we're going to pull it out now and all the water is going to start flowing down and all the water was it was just coming down the hill so much of it. So I got on my tractor and I had like I put like a berm out to a, the water was coming down so fast I had to like make a swale to keep the water from going into my yard and into my like below like below my house. So um got that taken care of. Uh there's just a bunch of like crazy storms over the last week. Um but we got in the shop we got a uh, we got 20 of these coffee tables out for my client in Minneapolis. Um, so those are done. Those those shipped out today. And then we've got um, like 100 shelves that are going out on Monday for them as well. And then um, stuff for myself this week. Oh, so we have this job we're doing for this like old, super old hotel where we're doing 40 custom like bar stools, big bar stools. They're going to be – it's a really exciting project. I'm really excited for this. But um, really beefy, really – heavy like hearty it's all going to be from claro walnut that we're getting up in chico up from here so um it's all claro the whole thing top to bottom and then it's going to have like uh leather upholstered back on them so the design is pretty much done but um what happened was the customer said i would like a mid-century modern design but they don't know what that meant i think they had read it on pinterest or something so i Mm. I shot them this design (laughs) And they're like, that's not what we want. I was like, well, that's mid that's mid-century modern. Old so mid-century mishap, yeah. Yeah, they, exactly. They, so we designed this, I designed this chair and this bar stool for them. And they're like, we don't want that. And I was like, well, that's fine. Cause now I'm gonna start making this chair as like a mini production item and start offering it for myself. And I'm actually really excited about them. So one of my vendor partners is a fabrication house. They do metal fabrication for me. They do all my metal parts. They're Bidwell wood and iron up in Chico. And um 
so we we have all the I designed a bunch of hardware. I sent it to I sent them like the 3D models and they're cutting them all out on their lasers. So they're going to be here Monday, but we're cutting out a bunch of parts. We're doing an ash, a white oak, a black walnut and a claro walnut version of this chair and bar stool. So we're going to be working on those tomorrow after we do this big countertop install we have to do. Um, but then today I'm tired because I've been up since like five. I got up this morning. I went and bought a new trailer um, and then I went and picked up uh, like 2000 board feet of English walnut from one of my vendors up north. So um, we have all this English walnut in because my customer who we build all the custom grounding boxes for uh, just placed a huge order of custom grounding boxes. And we got to get them done by April for this uh, big audio show in Chicago. So we got to get them all done. We got to get them all created up. We got to get, get them all shipped out to Chicago um, by March or something like that. So, and I got, I'm flying a lot over the next few weeks too. I'm going to be out for, um, go to the East coast. And then I got to go to this thing in February and then March we got workbench con. So, and I want to have everything done like the week and a half after I get back from work, workbench con. So we get everything. Yeah, that's right around that. the corner. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Peter has been here a couple times. We've been, my cinematographer has been here. We're really trying to get this YouTube ch channel finally going. So Peter's been here and we've, we did a video this week. It didn't do very well, which is a huge bummer because it was my favorite video that we've done so far. I thought it was The fantastic. table didn't do well. I really liked it. It, it did great. really bad. You know, what was really weird. I've never had this happen was we released the video and the number, it was doing this. It was like the, the views were going like this, but then something happened in the it's views. It's a podcast, backwards. so I'll just tell the listeners when he says doing this, he's pointing oh, yeah. fingers upwards <laughs> in an upward trajectory. That's a good point. This guy yeah, sounds like yeah, so you can understand. 200 plus podcasts a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the numbers were going up in a direction that is good. Um, words. Good job. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, then, the numbers were and then good. Which they direction weren't bad. Did they go? And then. Then they went, they they started good numbers, then they went bad numbers. <laughs> no, down. no, it was, the numbers were like down. going up. They went down. Yeah. The, so the numbers were good, but then it was at like, within a few hours, it was at, it was my best performing video, but then the numbers went backwards. I've never seen it do that in the studio. And then in the YouTube you studio lost. after the numbers, you people took yes. them away. I imagine them just going <laughs> to zero. Nope. No, it went from like 2,000. To like 700 and on the youtube.com you know how usually youtube studio has more views than youtube.com does like it's because yeah, it's ahead yeah. of it yeah they were behind youtube.com it was the weirdest thing i've never experienced anything like that and the video just hasn't recovered which is a bummer Buffering. because that was i really loved that video it was a bummer but anyway I we got in russia mm -hmm. yeah Birch, putin man yeah. yep all this putin attacks um, I, give it time COVID. though you never know when a video is just going to start popping off again yeah, I mean, it is what it is. We're just, we're five weeks into this thing with me and Peter, you know. Peter and I, it's just, this, it's new. It so we're like not, the video no one just kind of petered out. <laughs> oh, man. I knew I liked this guy. I can't guy. wait to tell him that joke and act like I came up with it. <laughs> you haven't used it yet? No. Um, it's a classic. No, that's a good one, though. I'm really disappointed in myself. That's solid. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just, oh. we're just cranking out stuff. He's coming Saturday. We're filming... Uh, we're filming a video Saturday and wrapping up two other ones. So um, we, we did this. I did this laptop stand, um, just a walnut laptop stand doing it. Initially, I was doing it with the domino, but I was like, I'm going to do this so everyone can do it. So we're going to do just splined miters for that. So, so you're just going to um, use wait, a drill press wait, for the whole wait. thing? Yeah. What about people who can't everyone, do splined miters? Everyone doesn't have a domino? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's uh, what I'm assuming. Uh, oh, that's maybe that's not true. <laughs> I know it is weird. Only the non-professional. I'm not gonna. I was gonna make a. I'm a non-professional. I have a domino. Come on. It's true. <laughs> I, I mean, was trying to help you out. <laughs> <the rule. laughs> 
No, the, we're, I mean, we're the no. entire demographic Three here, dominoes, and we cover all so. the fields, and if you don't have a domino... Don't say field in front of you. I'm actually going to use my domino to make the spline cuts, so it's going to be really annoying. <laughs> no, um, it's, it's, uh, no, I'm just going to make a slap together a quick jig out of it and cut some splines, and I think that'll make it more accessible. So, um, Actually, I kind of like... I did one already, and I liked how it looked more with the splines as well than you I see, did with I like the dom- splines. I think they look Yeah, cool. they look great. They add a lot, so... What about just, people who don't know how to make splines? That's what my video is about. Well, the, the, how to make everyone likes splines. If they say they don't like them, they're splying. Yeah. Mm. That was oh, a God. stretch. <laughs> wow. That was We're the show. rough, Pete. God. I've been drinking. I, I, hope can, you... I can make these jokes. No, you can't. I don't even want to talk about my week anymore, Pete, after that. That's terrible. Oh, what? I bought a, tra- did I say I I bought a trailer today. It did say that. <laughs> who did you buy your trailer from? I'm just curious. I bought it from this place up in like north of here on my by where i was picking up all this lumber just some oh, okay. random trailer place. hobo it's, it's in a, a 20, mcdonald's parking lot i bought a i, I, bought, a brand, I bought a 20 him. foot i bought a 20 foot 14k flatbed trailer i need a fat, flatbed trailer really bad for all this lumber and stuff we're going oh, okay. through and picking up now so the reason i ask is because we just drove from oregon down to california and i towed a trailer the whole way because we took all of our merchandise so that Cats moses could do our distribution anyway yeah, yeah i get down there and we unload the entire trailer and i told him i was like Man, I'm really not looking forward to pulling this empty trailer all the way back to Oregon. It's going to be bouncing all over the place. And he's like, oh, I'll buy it from from you. And I was like, oh, that would actually be sweet. I'll just sell it to you and buy a new one when I get back home. But, nice. you know, he's such a strict negotiator. We'd, like, talk me down. Anyways, I gave him a great yeah. freaking deal It was like, the trailer and I trailer. paid him. I basically <laughs> gave it away to him. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all if you were like, oh, I bought this great trailer. Cat's Moses was just selling <laughs> Cat sold me this trailer for for twice what you gave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would have been damn really it. Great. Damn it. <laughs> he even threw in some bourbon moth stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of bourbon moth ideas. It was wild. No, um, Pete, what do you got? What do you got going? Well, on? I went. And we all we all had things. Oh, going we did. On. We we did. That's it. That's oh, crazy! It's, it's one of the quickest right. what's on our benches ever. Remember? Yeah, that Pete was did that really boring bit about. Oh 3D right, three yeah. D printing and my brain yeah. shut off. It does every week. It's fine. <laughs> Pete, real 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 question: Is that printer better than getting a Prusa? Uh, I don't. I kind of want to get one to make jigs in the shop. Oh, you don't have it yet. I don't right? have it yet. Oh okay. But it's it's double the well, no, a little less than double the cost, but. It's fifteen hundred bucks over. We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll report back. Yeah, I was just gonna. I'm finally gonna just get one for making little things in the shop, like fixtures and jigs. I think and the stuff, push is so. still great. You know, uh, I always thought 3D printers were kind of a joke, but somebody just 3D printed me a tin whistle and sent it to me. I didn't even know you could do that, but I got. They say, 3D printed it out of tin. No, it's a well. They call it a tin whistle because the that's what right. they made it out. But the shape, it's like whatever plastic. Goopy yeah, crap comes out of the printers. My entire business started around printing. <laughs> Goopy crap. <laughs> but it sounds pretty good for being 3D printed. Oh, yeah. I was pretty impressed. One of the Pete, test How many files, 3D printers do you have now? Uh, I now have nine. And I'm going to have a tenth Holy one. cow. Yeah. But literally, like, that's how, that's the, the entire business started around one printer and then it grew and grew and grew. And now I, now that's the thing that brings in most of the money, and then woodworking is more fun again. Did you guys meet that guy at WorkbenchCon who 3D printed the penises? Oh, balls. Oh, Luke. Luke. <laughs> no, no, not just the balls. He did the whole penis. Oh, that's a different guy then. Luke in a the garage did the balls with zip ties, and he zipped them to a bunch of people's Well, that was packs. Maker Camp. Oh, was yeah, it? that was Maker Camp. Yeah, oh, yeah, then different camp. guy. I did not meet that guy. Somebody did. Penis. He did. They were mini penises, but they were um, valve stem 
covers. Well, those <laughs> were, I thought those were normal size. I was told those were normal. Uh, <laughs> school to system. Some people. But I thought that was really funny. And he said, it's kind of weird. Like when you think about it, you kind of think maybe this guy's a serial killer. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I just always keep these in my pocket in the grocery store. I loved taking off people's <laughs> valve stems and putting these penises on there. <laughs> that's and such a like, long game. Holy smokes. Well, I know. And at first I was like, that's hilarious. But the more you think yeah. about it, the just, more it gets kind of creepy. Just when you think our yeah. hobbies are unique. <laughs> this guy's got a whole different yeah, yeah. hobby. That's nuts. Ah. All right, let's go to the question. Oh, uh, let's, oh, let's, let's, I know, I feel bad about it too. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's go to the first question from Daniel Taylor here. Okay. Listen, if I talk too slow, one of y'all can tell me. Seriously. Anyway, I'm sorry. You Born and raised in Alabama. Anywho, I am so glad that you have Jason, the man, the moth, the legend, Hibbs, on the show tonight. So, I got one question for him in particular. Jason, why, why in God's creation have you not traveled to Kentucky to experience the Bourbon Trail? It is right down the road from your buddy, Nick Key, and myself. I'm not far away from it. Anyways, the serious question is, I've got a friend who asked me the other day at church if he could come over and just kind of see, you know, what I do. Um, he is a veteran and unfortunately suffers from PTSD. So he's kind of hoping that maybe getting involved in something like this will help his anxiety a little bit. Uh, so my question is what, what weekend project would you, would you make if you had somebody coming over to kind of show them woodworking? I don't have a lot of tools. I've got a table saw. I've got a joiner. I've got a planer. Uh, I've got a small two by two CNC. You know, I, I mean, I make something. I was thinking of maybe I like the table style that Dan did uh, maybe a month or so ago with the curved uh, three legs, round top. I kind of like that. I'm thinking that. Anyways, what would you make? Something quick, easy, um, just to kind of show them what's going on. Uh, and to answer your question last week, Mike, when you said you're not sure what I make, I make sawdust. That's pretty much <laughs> what the equivalent of it is honestly i make i make sawdust fair Fair. daniel it's pretty presumptuous of you to assume that nick and jason are friends first of all Mm -hmm. strictly business yeah Yeah. i don't even like that guy all he does is make you know guitars he's a luthier and i'm a baptist so (laughs) (laughs) gotta eat that joke so much <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. Um, what was that? What was Yeesh. that guy's name? I'm sorry, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Taylor. Uh, the reason I haven't been to Kentucky is because it's humid and gross down there. Checks um, out. Word. And they ship all that bourbon to Oregon. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> they ship. <laughs> Modern uh, technology. Weird. No, I would love to go down there and do the whole bourbon trail thing. It just hasn't happened yet. I'm sure I'll be down there sometime. I've been close. I've been to Tennessee and seen those distilleries. I just haven't crossed the border. Are they close? I've been to Kentucky once, but just driving through. Um, as far as your other question goes about what to build with your friend – there's definitely some things I wouldn't build. Let's start with those first. Uh, if he struggles with uh, PTSD, um, like there's obvious things to stay away from. Like, a, you know, a reboot of the lawnmower tank, maybe not a good idea. Um, or Jimmy Duresta did the AK-47 guitar, probably not, you know. Wouldn't do that. Great. Also not one-day builds. <laughs> not, yeah, wouldn't do that. Um, 
But just some quick stuff, anything. Get them in the shop. Get them building stuff. Uh, I mean, cutting boards are great because he can take it home with him. He's got something tangible. Anybody can make a cutting board. Uh, little things like that. Jewelry boxes are really cool to make because they're a little more complicated, but still not hard. <clears throat> cool. Um, if he wants to do something bigger, I always tell everybody that wants to get into furniture making, a uh, coffee table is a great place to start. Because if you can build a coffee table, you can build a 12-foot dining room table. It's all the same principles, <clears throat> just shrunk down mm-hmm. small. So anything like that. The most important thing is just get them in the shop, get them to start building in. Do it. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I agree with everything Jason said, obviously. Um, Daniel, you said it at the end of your your question. You said you make sawdust. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. Get your friend in the shop and make some sawdust with your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll he'll be hooked. I mean, I don't know who wouldn't be hooked making just sawdust memories. I know that sounds cliche, but I think that's important. Just Just make some sawdust. Make something. But Jason's right. Don't make a tank or an AK-47. I think, that, <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike? Yeah, I was thinking, you know, cutting board, obviously. It's like the easiest thing in the world. It's yeah, that's so the fun. go-to it's got a lot for of a woodworker, for right? Work. Yeah. Yeah, a fun one would be like one of those bottle openers. Those are fun and easy to make, you know, those wall mounted bottle openers, things like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, those have the basics in there. You need to learn how to mill. You need to learn how to use like the main tools, jointer, planer, um, table saw, stuff like that. So shows how to do a glue up, panel glue up, stuff like that. I think, the, I think those are good or options. Like checkerboard. Those are really mm-hmm. easy to make and fun to make too. Mm-hmm. Similar to a yep. cutting board, but cool. Yep. Yeah. Any sort of panel thing would be good like that. I think, I think that'd be really fun. And yeah, you guys could both make one and have matching ones and then go out camping and stuff or whatever. I don't know. Pete? (laughs) Uh, I would add to that list, try to avoid the, uh, the Brad nailer, any nail guns, you know, no compressors. You don't want that thing going off and scaring anyone. But in all seriousness, I love this question because this is what I used to do when I taught at the woodworking school. And if you want it to be a one day project and you really want to make an impact on him, uh, you want him to walk away with a project at least Mm -hmm. mostly finished in a day or in a weekend. Uh, Best way to do that is actually sit down, do a little bit of prep. I I love like a nice little side table or a plant stand. Uh, If you throw in some half lap joints in there, some bridal joints, those always impress people because you just get like, you know, different grain directions and you show how that all works and you're able to set up a couple of jigs for the table saw and you <clears> maybe prep most of the wood on a joiner planer, you get it all ready, but then mm-hmm. you run some of the other machines. So he actually runs a board that ends up in his project through every tool. You're going to make, a, an ins- he's going to be hooked instantly. And when he mm-hmm. walks out of there with at least two pieces that are somewhat ready, they just need some finish or whatever, he can come back the next day to get it done. Uh, it's going to make a huge impact on him. And I think you can, if you put in a little bit of prep, it's almost like setting up a class where most of the work is done. You know, like the cooking shows where they're like, and we mix it and stick it in the oven and we have one that's done and they slap it on the table and it's finished. Kind of like that, where a lot of, some of the pieces are already pre-cut, plain, whatever. And you guys can do some prep work and you can hit the I would also recommend like if you bring somebody into your shop like that who's never done woodworking and your goal is to get them hooked on woodworking, it's smart that throughout the project you kind of start to develop a story that you tell them while you're doing the project. Mm -hmm. And it's usually something along the lines of like, man, it's really cool that we're building this project together because I actually committed a crime (laughs) and uh, there's been a court (laughs) order that after this project I'm not allowed to use any of my tools for – 
five years. <clears throat> and the reason you want to do this is because once you get them hooked, well, they don't have their own tools. So they're going to be knocking at your door every other day asking to borrow your hey, tools. Hey, got any tools in there? So you want to get them hooked, but you also want to set up a believable story so that they don't keep asking to borrow your tools after that point. And something like that is just helpful because then you got them hooked, but they'll go somewhere else. They don't borrow your stuff all the time because that can be annoying. You know? Yeah. Did you hear about that body they found in, in the field next to my house? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> my tools one too many times. <laughs> There's a domino-shaped uh, hole in his head. <laughs> <laughs> a number 14. This is the biggest one. Yeah, this looks, like <laughs> a, uh, this looks like a 700. Yes. Oh. Another DF700. Right. Uh, the next one's from Josh Friedrich. Hey, guys. What's going on? So I got two questions here. The first one is more towards Jason, but if you can relate or give input for your own self, chime in. Um, so Jason, you obviously have a lot of huge videos out there on YouTube. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, the tank, the boat, just for a few examples. Do you feel added pressure every time you release a video to live up to prior videos hypes? How do you go about releasing stuff? Do you just don't care if it does, does as good as prior videos or do you stress a lot about that? Um, hopefully that makes some sense. Uh, the other question I got is just for all you, um, how do you guys go about indecisive clients? I really have been dealing with a lot of clients that just, when I ask them what they want the wood made of or what they want their product made of or finished with or whatever, they just say, I'll leave it up to you. Um, I don't care, stuff like that. So how do you guys navigate through the world of indecisive clients who don't give you a direct answer? Uh, looking forward to hearing the answers, guys. So thanks for listening or talking, <laughs> responding, responding. Yep. Jason, pressure to live up to your own numbers. I feel zero pressure at all. Here's the funny thing with me and YouTube is I got on YouTube because I was bored during the lockdown. I did not get on YouTube to try and become a YouTuber. Um, I'm really glad that that happened. It's been awesome. But it was just I couldn't do client work because we're all in lockdown and I can't sit still. And I think that really changed my attitude towards the whole thing because I went into it with zero expectations and I was simply just posting what I was doing in the shop. And that's right. still kind of the way that I look at it. To be completely honest, if you were to ask, like, what's my main motivation in my videos since I started, it's my wife and the things that she wants me to do in our house. Are, are like 90% of my videos. Um, and I'm not once have I been like, well, I know you want that, honey, but that's not going to perform well with the algorithm <laughs> and, you know, this and that. I'm going to make it it's perform. What, whatever I'm building is a video. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But I look at so many other YouTubers and content creators who are obviously just chasing down the next viral video. It's very right. obvious that that's what is driving their content. And that looks absolutely miserable to me mm -hmm. because I don't want to do something just because I think it's going to be viral. I want to do stuff that I actually want to do. And so if YouTube ever becomes this thing where I'm not enjoying what I'm doing just because I'm trying to like be the next big thing or impress people, well, I just don't really 
want to do that. So it's no, so I don't... great you say that because like you're I mean, the results speak for themselves. You're one of the biggest woodworking channels out there. And wow. you did it the way you wanted to do it. You just had fun with it. And uh, you know, you said your wife motivated you to do it. That's that's awesome. Because you didn't follow like a formula. You didn't try to figure it out. It's just like, yeah, I did the things that I wanted to do. I was genuine and I actually clearly paid off. Yeah, and I think I mean I think genuine is the right word, right? Is people can see through the fakeness when you do a video and they can Mm -hmm. tell when you're just trying to have a viral video. I won't name any names, but there's some woodworking channels out there where they're just putting out garbage because they think it's going to hit well. But you watch the videos and it just doesn't play off well. As long as you're genuine to yourself, you're not trying to be somebody else. So many people ask me like, hey, man, what's the trick? What's the key to having a successful channel? And I don't know how to answer that for you as an individual because you're a different person than me. And if you try and change yourself to be something that you think is going to do well, well, you're not going to be genuine on your channel. But if you're genuine to who you are, there's a lot of other people that are going to relate to you because they're similar to who you are. And I think that's the key is just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's – I think the most successful channels will – utter the same thing too. Like just people will relate to someone being a human being because we're all human beings. So super good advice. Super good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you look I mean, at, you take it a step further and you look at anyone who has to perform for a living, which I feel like all those people that are trying real hard to be somebody they're not are like performing. And a lot of those people like comedians is the best example. A lot of professional comedians really struggle with depression And you see that throughout history. I mean, like, look at Robin Williams. Um, And the problem is it's because they're always trying to perform. They have to put on this act for somebody else. That's not a fun space to live in, always trying to, like, impress other people and perform for other people. Eventually, you're just going to hate life. So if you can figure out a way to just be exactly who you are and be genuine, I mean, it's just the easiest way to to do content. And you'll be way happier. You're living for other people. You're never – you never end up living yeah. for yourself and you just never find joy out of stuff. It's just, it's just not worth doing. Um, yeah. And he, he asked us our opinions on that, obviously probably moot because our channels are just not huge. I think we're all just kind of putting out content, doing our thing. But I mean, I'll answer and say that I don't have that stress because I just don't have a channel that has big views like that. So, um, but also I'm confident that I won't, everything feels like, it's like you got lightning in a bottle sometimes with some of these things that just go huge. Obviously, Jason, you're having high view video after high view video, which is awesome because of the reason you said you're being genuine. Um, I feel like you can't. I feel like the people who are trying to put on the show, like you were just talking about the channels where they're putting on a show, they are probably always stressing about if their video is going to perform as well as that one video that did really well. And mm-hmm. I just, it just doesn't sound enjoyable. Like they're just, they're no, living. I don't think that they're living, They're doing the whole thing for someone else. Well, and the nice no, thing is, I, is I have, I mean, I'm almost at a million subscribers and I'm super blessed by that. And I'm very <clears> humbled <throat> by that. It's crazy to me that that many people want to, you know, follow along with this. It's awesome. Um, but the cool thing about that is in all those subscribers, I feel like I have very loyal subscribers. Where you look at other channels, some of these really big channels that are well, I mean, they're way bigger than me, well over a million subscribers. 
And they'll put out video after video that gets like 25, 30,000 views. And then every once in a while, they'll have one that's over a million. Right. But if you look at my channel, I don't have a lot of videos over a million views. It's few and far between. What I do have is pretty much guaranteed at this point, if I put out a video, it's going to be 150 to 200,000 views. But those are 150 to 200,000 very loyal subscribers that are genuinely – yeah, they're interested in who I am and they see that it's genuine. And I would much rather have consistency across the board than these giant spikes of like every time I just happen to fumble on the right, you know, combination right, right. of things. That high yeah, feels right. good, but the, the, the come down doesn't feel so good. It's like uh, when you take that bump of whatever drug you're on. Yeah. The quaaludes. The come down doesn't feel so good. You know? the down I mean, if I was just down. doing it to try and get views, every one of my videos would be pouring epoxy <clears throat> into walnut. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not going to do Hold on. Let that. me write this down. <laughs> pouring epoxy. <laughs> so are you telling me I mean, cherry, cherry beds aren't good? Yeah, you should pour some epoxy into that thing. I will. Zhuzh it up a bit. Yeah. So wait, so what Walnut about powder well, and cherry epoxy? There you go. So what about <laughs> the the second question he had? Because I mean, you do some client builds as well, right? So like, not anymore though. But you've you've done them in the past. I've done a lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I a lot. used to do exclusively. How do you yeah. deal with indecisive, or how did you deal with indecisive clients that might keep right. coming back that's at fair. you uh, to to make changes? How do you handle mm. that? Or brands, um, I, you can do that too, since you're dealing with brands now. That's your new. Well, client. I mean, if you look at it from a brand lens, if I did like a sponsor spot in a YouTube video, it's in the contract that I will do the ad for them, send it off for approval, and they have two chances to change things in it, and that's it. And I did the same thing when I did client work: is I would send them a design, and then I would give them a limit to how many times they can correct things. And if we couldn't get it resolved in those two times, I would say. Well, I'm going to move on, which seems harsh, but you're going to run into those clients that they just want to nitpick every little thing and they're mm-hmm. going to suck up so much of your time that you're not going to be able to focus on anything else and it's best just to move on and find somebody else. I like that. Yep. Yeah, 100% true. I'm not the right guy for the job. Find the one yep. who is. Absolutely. Um, do you guys want to answer that as well? Yeah, I, w- I would just echo whatever Jason said. Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah. basically get everything in writing. You know, get, make sure everything is in writing. That way, you're all on the same page in the beginning. But like you said, and I need to be better at that. Uh, you know, if you can't if you can't knock it out, you know, maybe it's best to part ways. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's okay to say like, "Hey, I'm really good at building stuff, but I'm, I'm right. not a de- I'm not a designer. I'm not going to make these decisions for that's you." A good way to put it too. Right. Yeah. Be upfront about that. Yeah, it's two different jobs. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I don't they, want that they, responsibility either. I don't want to be the one that made the decision for them and for it to be built and them to be like, oh, "I don't like that," and then know that I was the one that like pressured them into making that decision. Mm-hmm. The best clients are the ones that know exactly what they want. Or the ones mm-hmm. that are just so thrilled with your work that you could, I mean, do Literally anything. Literally make anything you want. Yeah, and they're going to yeah. love it. Here's mm-hmm. money. <laughs> he mentioned that in the question, like question customers that say you'd make all the decisions. I love that because then I get to yeah. build whatever I want. That's like my. That's like the best situation. But, but for beware me, client... of the customer that says that and doesn't. Right. I was just going to say that. I still want to clarify your end of it. 
Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, never... I've run into clients like that where they say, we love everything you do. You have full creative control. And then once you start, they're like, well, maybe not well, that. I... And they start nitpicking. And it's like, Ugh. I had clients like that. And yeah, I did part ways with them. <laughs> that's where, you know, CAD comes in helpful. You can make a rendering of what your idea is. Because I make a rendering of everything anyway. Because I like <laughs> to run off cut sheets, especially with people but or with my employees. But, um, I mean, I can send them a render of what my brain is seeing. Um, when that's the case, but yeah, typically if there's a designer involved, it takes all that. I mean, that, that is literally another job. And if you're not charging for that time, mm-hmm. you're not, if you want to do the design work, you need to charge for that design work. Mm-hmm. So you need to for tell them sure. like, Hey, I, I'll charge you for this, but it's going to be at this rate. And you need to determine what that is, but you need to charge for that. Cause that is a job. They don't get that for free as part of the furniture. Um, so anyway, uh, the next yeah, question typically... is from, go ahead. Good. Oh, no, I was no. just going to say, typically when I would do design for people, I would charge a design fee. They would get one or two edits, and then they would pay a deposit for the piece after the design was decided. Right. It's completely separate. And so right. if I did the design and we went through those one or two edits and they didn't like it, well, I already got paid the design fee. Yeah. So I wasn't just mm-hmm. out all of that time. Mm-hmm. And if I walked away, I still made some money. But the other thing I was going to say, and the thing that really changed my woodworking business when I was doing client work is when I started working pretty much exclusively with interior designers. Because mm-hmm. the really nice thing there is they're doing all of the dealing with the client. I never dealt with a client oh, directly nice. at that point. They did everything. And by the time they came to me, the design was already finalized. And it was just like, here's what we want you to build. And I built They it. just needed to make it a reality. Yeah. There was no back and forth with clients. And also the nice thing with interior designers is normally if you're hiring an interior designer, you have a budget that's a little bit higher than your normal, you know, average Joe. So my prices went up and all that. So if you could find some local interior designers and kind of put a portfolio together and share that with Mm -hmm. them and start getting stuff directly from designers, it takes out the clients completely, which is really nice. Excellent piece of advice. Yep. Yep. Solid. Uh, the next one is from Braden at Little Bug. Hey, guys. It's Braden with Little Bug. My question tonight is if you had to pick between fighting a horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses, which would you pick? And then when you're done fighting whichever you pick, if you had to make a suggestion on a step-up sander from a DeWalt cheap random orbital sander, uh, what would you pick? Is it? Is it Festool? Is it Mirka? Is it something else? Which Festool model? It's a little overwhelming how many options there are. So uh, I just think I'm ready for a step-up model, and I'd appreciate your guys' insight. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. You too. Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan. Dan, what about the horses and ponies or whatever he said? Ducks horses and ducks. Uh, Don't would. answer that. Let's move on. I would fight the uh, rabbits. <laughs> uh, what about Sanders? Sanders, you know, I like my Merca, but I've actually been thinking about getting the Festool, <clears throat> the comparable Festool. What is that? The ETSCC. Yeah. Um, just because I'd like to have another Sander in the shop because eventually I am going to have an employee and I'm going to need more than one Sander. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, as much as I like my Merca, and, you know, we have been sponsored by Merca in the past, but I think maybe Festool might be a better, uh, it might hold up better mm. in the long run. 
I will speak to that. My Daros is falling apart again for the, like the third time now. And uh, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like it's hey, so Mike, frustrating. Mike, go ahead and what do you think about this? <laughs> hey, Mike, what are your thoughts on on the Sanders? It's just like on what on the Sanders on the Ducks. Oh, the <laughs> Ducks. It's just like it the they're still blaming like COVID supply chain issues on not being able to fix these things fast enough. And it's like, come on. It's, yes, it's a real bummer. This isn't a thing anymore. Like, come on. And it's the same thing. The, it's the same problem. The power cord keeps getting loose. They have to redo the power cord in, attachment. So I have I have Daros and I have a few of the Festool ETSCCs because I got a few employees. And the Festool has no problems. It is a great sander. And it's $100 cheaper. And it is just as good. It's just as good. I will say that the Merca... Is a, it has a little better form factor and it's a little lighter, but ultimately, as far as tools goes, I think in my shop that the ETSCC is a better sander than the Daros. So um, that's my my opinion uh, as a woodworker. My uh, the the port where you hook up the 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 dust collection on it keeps mm-hmm. falling off, and I haven't even bothered to reach out to Merca just because of all the stories I've heard of people having problems with their customer service. So. I'm just going to yeah. get a festival. I really am. Mm. Yep. Sorry. Go on. Jason. Uh, yeah. Um, I have the Festool ETS EC. Well, to be fair, I have all the Festool sanders. Um, and there's definitely some Festool sanders you don't want. The ETS like 125s are garbage. Trash um, sander. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, a lot of people buy those because you get online. It's the cheapest one. You're like, I can get a Festool sander for 150 bucks, sweet. But it's it's basically a DeWalt. basically it's an electric toothbrush with sandpaper yeah. on it. Is mm-hmm. what it's like. It's nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the ETS EC is great. I love that sander. I've never used the Merca, but I'll tell you what. I was down at JCat's shop, and he carries 3M uh, sandpaper on his website, and 3M just came out with a sander. Mm-hmm. That is very comparable to what I think, you know, I've seen from the Merc. It's got the paddle switch on the top. And it's everything. a Merca clone. It's kind of like it's halfway between the Merca and the Festool. And I used that when I was down there and it seemed to work great. I'm not sure I love the paddle switch on the top because I don't right. know if it's like this in the Merca, but with the 3M one, it's only on when you're like holding that paddle switch yeah. down. It doesn't That's how lock. the Merca is, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't like. And it, takes a while to stop. The thing I love about the Festool is it stops really quick. So it's like when you're sanding and then you want to immediately set it on your workbench, you don't want to wait for the thing to wind down for like 30 seconds before you can set it down, which I like about the Festool. Um, so price-wise, given all the options, I would say the Festool would be the one I'd go with. Pete? Very nice. Pete? Uh, I agree with what you guys said. I'll, I'll probably, I'm not going to sell my Merca because it has its place because it is so light. Oh, I'm definitely not selling mine. Yeah, but I definitely, I also like that I can swap the head. I've been putting the five inch or the six inch on it, depending on what I'm doing, depending on what paper I have. That's nice. Uh, But that being said, I do want to get into the Festool line just because there's a lot more uh, choices and and the uh, ETSEC is one of the ones that I was looking at. Honestly, what I would say is like for a while, you know, the next step up from like those basic DeWalt, all the brands have that basic sub $100 sander. The one step up, the cheapest option for a while was that Bosch. And I'm forgetting the model number. Which had the like Rotex. The, it's like the, the Bosch Rotex. Yeah, basically. 
essentially, once you get to that price point and higher, that's what you're looking at. Uh, yeah, so I just want to stop real quick because mm-hmm. I feel bad. Um, the Brotex <laughs> was a joke that I stole from Nick Key. He's another member of the Shop Sounds podcast available at Spotify. <laughs> I'll, look, and I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah. Just want to give subtle. him credit. So subtle. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, anything in the – unfortunately, anything in a $300 and up range is what you're looking at. Uh, and you're probably going to be not disappointed with the results. Uh, it's going to be way better than what you were previously using. Uh, oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, And honestly, if you're already in the <clears> 300 <throat> Something in a four hundred dollars, like the what the um, ETSCC is like four fifty or something. Mm. Yeah. Five seventy five. Oh, I'll also no. say this is I don't use my Festool right ETS as my like main sander. I use it as my finish sander. So I usually start with the Rotex because it's way more aggressive yeah. and it goes a lot quicker. And then I'll do like my finish sanding with the ETS. And so it's hard because if you're looking for a standalone one use sander. Before I had the ETS, I would use the Rotex for finish sanding and in the Rotex mode. And honestly, it works great. It's just heavy is the only downside. Yeah. It's just a big old sander. And if you like the like the Merca one, Merca's biggest drawback is the price. And uh, like uh, Jason said, that their 3M has a version of it. I think Surf Prep or some other company has How much has is another? the Merca one? It's like six something. <laughs> Yeah, six, I mean the three M one's six, the same. It's, oh, is it about it's six something? Yeah, so there's that. Three um, M has a clone. I want to say Surf Prep, but there's another company out there that has a clone of it as well, and they look like the same sander. But then again, I'm not gonna speak to the quality of it or whatever. Let's be honest. The three M and the Merca are probably made in the exact same, same factory yeah. with the exact same one hundred percent. And when it works, they look it's they look great. Like the Merca. But if you can't get it yeah. serviced, that's kind of a problem. You know, mine, luckily, knock on wood, has not broken, so I'm very happy about that. And I use it all the time, but I'm dreading the day that something goes wrong on it. Mm. You know? Well, just do what I do. Buy a new one. Oh, yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me write that down. <laughs> new. Uh, <laughs> next one. The, the next question is from uh, Michael Lido's Lido's Workshop. Here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? Mike from Lido's Workshop calling in. Just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. I uh, hope you guys all, all three of you kill it this year. Uh, Pete, uh, hopefully your torture of those climbing instruments is done soon. And, uh, Mike, prayers on those storms, man. They're pretty, uh, pretty crazy times. My question is for Jason. Uh, Jason, your creative ability and the way that you take an idea out of your head and turn that into A, a project and B, into content. Uh, what's your, creative process look like when you how do you come up with your ideas do you sit at your table at home and and jot down the idea and go through it or does it just come to your head and do it um i'll be looking forward to hearing nikki next week thanks guys have a good one (laughs) (laughs) jason tell us how you make youtube videos so we can all do it okay um he said it's his wife that's don't he just listens to his wife my my videos are 50-50, right? Well, I said 90% earlier, so I'm already changing percentages. 90-50. But yeah, yeah. A <laughs> lot of them come from, like, things that we have to build around the house that I've been putting off for a long time that I never got to when I did client work because after doing client work all week, the weekend would roll around. I didn't want to work on my own house. But then I started doing YouTube, and I was like, oh, I could just make videos on this. So stuff started getting done. So a lot of it comes from just, like, things my wife wants in the house. Um, and then the other part of it is usually things that I never had time for doing client work because I was doing what the clients wanted, but just weird ideas I had that I wondered 
you know, if this would work or, you know, very experimental stuff. And the way I come up with that is I'm very ADD and I'm also pretty much, um, I have an insomnia. And so I have a really hard time sleeping. So I lay in bed at night and I just kind of build things in my mind or play with different things. And the cool thing about YouTube is you can express that in a video. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's the video. And so a lot of my ideas just come from like weird ideas I've had. Um, like when Eric Curtis was out at my shop, I had that weird idea to make a like lathe with a router and a crank that like pulls the router along, which didn't work if you watch the video. Um, well, it didn't work well, I'll say that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just kind of daydream and come up with things. This project I'm doing right now for this whiskey cabinet was exactly that. I was laying in bed just wondering if this whole drill press lattice work door front would work. And I spent all day today trying to make it work, and I'm still not sure if it will. Interesting. Lay in bed. So lay in bed. Uh, and bourbon. You were pointing don't to sleep. the bottle earlier. Don't sleep. Drink bourbon. Drink bourbon. Um, and don't sleep. I'm either laying in bed or I have a lot of ideas in the shower. My wife makes fun <laughs> of me because before I was doing woodworking, she'd come into the bathroom. I'd be standing there in the shower staring out from, like into space. And she'd be like, what are you doing? And before I'd always be pretending that I was uh, like a uh, bounty a sea hunter. captain. Oh. And I was – no, a bounty hunter and I was on a stakeout in the pouring down rain and I couldn't move because I had to like do surveillance and be standing there in the shower. But since I started doing woodworking, I've stopped thinking about that and now I just stand in the shower. I'm a cutting board. I'm being water projects. popped. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of ideas come from the shower. So, you know. Huh. I mean, it's not the worst idea. I thought of some crazy <laughs> stuff in the Get shower. some shirts made. <laughs> Bourbon moth shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I prepared all this food in the shower. Let's uh, right. oh god. Let, let's uh, oh god. You know, Seinfeld references land let's... a lot better on my Shop Sounds podcast. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. That's a Kramer reference. The cast is a lot older. <laughs> all right, the cast is a lot older. That's true. I am the youngest, uh, the youngest one on that podcast. Uh, let's listen to Malcolm's question here. Hey guys, this is Malcolm at Boston Nova Woodworks. And my question this week is about WorkbenchCon. I'm thinking about attending, but I am still a little bit on the fence. I don't really consider myself a content creator, but I am interested in learning more about building a maker business. So cost aside, would you still recommend this conference for people that aren't content creators? Thanks. Oh, and Daniel. I did appreciate your little attempt at a Malcolm in the Middle joke last week, but I've never really been in the middle of anything. Unless your mom counts. Damn. Oh. It's brutal. Damn. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Malcolm. Can I go first? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Ten. Oh, Malcolm. Malcolm, Malcolm. Uh, thanks Malcolm, for calling Malcolm, in. Malcolm, Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael. <laughs> no, I appreciate the the joke. I really do. Um, yeah, definitely go. If if you not a big time content creator, absolutely. That's one of the reasons you should go. I mean, uh, Mike and I both went in 2020 before we were quote unquote bigger on Instagram or any social media platform. And I think it, it benefited us both very well. And I think Mike can speak to that. I'm going to pass it to him pretty soon. 
um, you get a lot out of it. Not only do you get the classes, but you get the networking and, and in-person interactions with all the people you probably follow already. I mean, we're all humans. None of yeah. us are big, giant rock stars. You can come up and talk to anybody, and it, it's just a really great time. Mm-hmm. Mike, would you not agree with that? Yeah, I think it's if you're trying to get into content, that's basically my mom will be there talk- too. So, <laughs> yeah, so you're pretty much. Good. I'll get I mean, in the middle of that. Dorothy Dunlap <laughs> is a saint. Hibs in the middle. No, um, I think that basically all that's talked about at that event is content, which frankly is exhausting. It's like exhausting going to that event, and like that's all that's talked about. But it is a good place to learn about content, and um, there's a lot of good opportunity to pick up what other people have learned and you kind of get a crash course in a lot of these things. Um, I think also there is some important classes that happen there. If you're trying to build your business as a woodworker too. Um, I mean, I know for me when I went there, I took Katz's class and his class, I've said it on the show before, literally the reason I made a big investment into a CNC to push, to help automation in my business. So um, that was a huge tipping point for my business at the time was going to work and for me, it was grow the furniture business and get into content. Well, the furniture business sort of took over all my time. But everything that I learned from WorkbenchCon helped me to be able to grow into content and take my platform wherever I could with it. So now I'm able to actually finally get back into that again. And it's really exciting. So I'm excited to go back to WorkbenchCon and kind of talk about that stuff with everyone again. So I would say if you're trying to do that, Yes, the answer is yes. It's a good place to get a crash course and all that. And you can get $50 off if you use code AWP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Good point. Mm-hmm. That's a great plug there, mm-hmm. Dunlap. Thank you. And we've can confirmed I go, that. Co- can I go next? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Gonna, Depends on the, the plug. I would like to say plug. that um, our podcast Shop Sounds um, <laughs> available on Apple and Spotify also has a coupon code. It's uh, Shop Sounds. You get $50 off. <laughs> You get $51 off if you use AWP. I'll, I'll, I'll give, give you, you an extra dollar. You get $50 <laughs> off and I'll give you a dollar in person at WorkbenchCon. How about that? Oh, man. Um, no, but to echo everybody else, I would say definitely go. Here's the thing. Even if you're not going for the classes, take the conference out of it. Okay? Take the classes out of it. Take all that out of it. Take the conference, what you're paying, and just look at the non-conference part of it, which is – most of it. I mean, you guys will agree. Yeah. Aside from yeah. the classes. It's, everything's most, done at that bar. Most of the conference is in the lobby of the hotel with everybody just hanging out. And pretty much everybody who's there mm-hmm. who is a content creator in the maker space at one point or time was running a building business or doing some sort of thing there. So there's no better pool of knowledge than the group of people that's there. And from my experience, everybody's pretty welcoming and pretty open to conversation very rarely yeah. you're going to find the person that's like too big to talk to you or whatever. So even <laughs> if you don't look at the class list and say, oh, this is all for content creation, it's not for me, just the like one-on-one conversations you'll have with people I think will be worth your time. So I would say go. Enjoy. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's like really solid advice. But I'm going to throw it to Pete because I don't want to reiterate that again. But I mean – just being at that bar is so important, <laughs> like so yeah, important. I, I like really I hundred percent agree. So. It, it's worth the, it just because you get a lot of hype from the people, the high energy people that are around you. You get so many people that are just killing it in a space. No matter what you're oh, yeah. into, you just get that energy. You all you want to do is just get back in your shop or to your business or whatever and just kill it. And, I'm never more invigorated to get back into my shop yeah. than. 
then after I work get back from work bitch gone yeah now that being said it lasts honestly, about two days but the you know the ticket is hard to swallow made easier with the code awp for 50 dollars off but it is a hard you know amount to swallow last year we actually had kamani was just happened to be in town the same week visiting family he just came and hung out at the bar mm-hmm. and whatnot and with yeah, there's us a lot of people that do that and, yeah and let's just say last year and i can't speak to this year last year security was lax so mm-hmm. we like went into the event and he talked Uh-oh. to them you guys are gonna get in so much oh trouble. we're so in I'm trouble gonna make sh- i'm gonna tell <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead you gotta remember i'll i'll edit this out yeah, yeah. but like the thing is Thank most you, of the conversation I mean, <laughs> but most of the conversations were at the bar at dinner hanging out outside the the event uh the classes were were great and all that but really i got 90 percent of my my memories from the event were from experiences outside of that hall yeah mm-hmm Actually, talking to people genuinely, well, not in a class setting. And another just, like, helpful really tip if you're, like, worried about the cost of the event is, like, whatever, pay for the event, give them their money. But if you want to save money, if you go down to the bar and you just charge um, all your drinks to Craig Cohen's room. That's what I did last year. <laughs> uh, the Barefoot Forge. Craig. I don't know him super well. But I charged every single drink I had the entire time to his room. Pro tip right there. So <clears throat> just that name, remember it. When you get there, charge him to his But room. here's the thing. I'm going to just Perfect. say like it, it is worth getting to t- the ticket because if you're going to pay for a flight and you're going to pay for uh, a, a, a room to stay for four days, three days, whatever, you might as well just pay for that. It's mm-hmm. it's not – you're not really tipping the scales by not getting the ticket to the event. And then you're not yeah. having to worry about And the about classes, it. they do have – I would say it's – 70 30 70% content creation 30% yeah. just woodworking business but you get so psyched you get inspired you see your yeah. here dare i say you you see your heroes talk about all this stuff and uh it's it really it really is inspiring like mike mentioned uh cats moses's class his class last year like changed the like, pivoted my perspective on a lot of stuff i can tell you from personal experience that guy's a phony yeah <laughs> buy your, he'll make you pot, pay for your own trailer when you're selling it to him Look, bottom line is don't look at this as an expense or something you have to spend money on. It's an investment in your in your business. Also, you have a business. You're allowed to spend that money on something that makes you grow as a person and potentially moves your business forward. Have your business pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's a valid business expense, I think. Yep. Tax write-off. Absolutely. Boom. Alcohol, tax write-off. Yeah, it's just Boom. a bunch of appetizers. Yeah. These guys got $600 worth of appetizers. Tax write-off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, this next question is: well, I mean, should I just read Tomas' question, or do we no, want no, to no, use play the next it? Four? We have play to play it because that'll give me two minutes to go pee, and then I'll be back <laughs> right, before cool, it's cool, done. Cool, cool, cool. All right, play that'll the give question. Three ready? to four minutes to go pee. Go ahead and go. Okay, American go. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, guess what? I'm back. <laughs> I drug myself from the stale swamp of illness and I've risen from the dead just in time for one of my top five YouTubers and nobody can stop. I still remember first finding Jason channel and it was way before the tank contraception. <laughs> I think it was a round table built or something. Anyway, time for questions. I know Mike, 
It feels like it's already too long, and that's probably what Dan's client thought while they were waiting for the quarter zone white oak potato chip, but they are pretty <laughs> happy now, right? All right, sorry, I probably should not take the codeine the doc gave me anymore. The first question is easy. We all know that Jason Ferretwood is white oak, so I won't ask that. But instead, what is your current Rubio mix to spread on that oak? Next, have you a project that you are especially excited for 2023? Can I suggest you one? I'd like, I wish, I hope, I even say pray for a Bob and Moss, Blacktail Studio and Jackman Work collab. Why, you ask? Well, you guys will make the perfect trio. Hear me out. You hate epoxy tables. But Cam loves them. Mm. But also, both of you like nice high-end furniture. Then, you also hate palettes. As does Cam, I'm sure, but Paul loves them. Also, Paul and you have something in common. You both like crazy funny projects, while Cam makes tables, mostly. Can you see it? It's almost like a Shifumi combination. And the best part is that there is something that leaks all three of you, you are all funny guys and you know how to transmit it through video. This sounds something like the three musketeers to me or something. Alright, that's it for me. Find me at tsg.mex on Insta, YouTube, TikTok, Etsy <laughs> and even Grinder when I'm feeling curious. Have a great podcast, guys. Bye. What is Grinder? Hey, it was less than 2 minutes 30 and that is what my wife will say after our option light. Uh, yeah, anyways, use TSG makes for 20 euros off of your WorkbenchCon ticket. Um, <laughs> Grinder, in case you're wondering, is not Arbortech's website. Oh, tried, oh shoot. Yeah, I thought it was. I went on there. I still thought it was. I kept swiping. I got a bunch of free paid drinks. a lot of money ordering stuff and tell you. Grinders did not show up. Well, they did, but it was different. Anyway, I won't get into that. There's, <laughs> right. there's a dead body. Apparently, I'm a bear. Anyways. Now there's a dead body in your property. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, From what I could understand, I, I got it right here. Let me please translate. Oh yeah, please. Oh, you, 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 I, I'm just gonna read it. It's gonna say uh, for Jason, you like white oak. What is your favorite Rubio mix on white oak? Um. I keep going back and forth. For a long time, it was cotton white. I put cotton white on like all white oak stuff because in my opinion, it left it looking the most natural, just like you didn't do anything to it. Right. But lately, um, I've been using a lot of mud light, which gives it a little more warmth. Mud light? I haven't even seen that one. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. What's your favorite on red oak? Stop. Uh, Fire. Fires. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's got the same opinion. I love it. (laughs) Yeah garbage um and then he he proposed you and cam and paul jackman doing a video together um mm-hmm. i don't know if i don't know if he has a question oh for that. he did well uh <laughs> just, what is well what oh, project he? is he most excited about this year is there something that's in oh universe? right yeah um this year so the thing i'm really excited about this year is man i'm trying to remember if it was a year ago or two years ago my wife was searching on craigslist and she found a 1963 airstream um, and she told me to go buy it and I drove all the way up to Seattle. I got there and I called her and I was like, you don't want me to buy this. This thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, pardon my language. And she was like, no, not. buy it. Like I've watched, I've seen Pinterest. We can fix this <laughs> oh, thing. God. I was like, okay. okay. 
So I hooked it up to my trailer, drove the four hours back home. In the, you know, towing it home, the door flew open and broke in half. The window fell out in the middle of the interstate. I got pulled over. Um, Luckily, okay, funny story. I never get recognized. Like very rarely do people recognize me from YouTube. But the cop that pulled me over that one time was a subscriber and didn't write me a ticket. Like the one time you would have been recognized. It totally paid off. After all these years. (laughs) Anyways, I got this thing home finally four hours later. It's fallen apart and I'm like, there's no way. I'm a woodworker. I don't know how to like work with aluminum, all this stuff. Long story short, I found a company two hours away from us that all they do is fix up Airstreams. So I gave it to them. And they do them start to finish. So they do everything and the interiors. But I was basically like, hey, could you just do everything except the interior? And then I can build out all the cabinets and the furniture and everything mm-hmm. there. But they were way backed up. I finally um, got on their list and they started working on it a few months ago. So oh, I should nice. get the Airstream back in February, maybe early March. And it will be completely ready to go. Water, electrical, New trailer, new axles, new wheels, everything except it'll just be completely empty. How do you know they slate. didn't just buy you a new one and switch it out? Hey, if they did that, that's, that's fine, fine with me. It's, as long as it's ready to go, <laughs> you know. Um, so I should get b- that back in February or March and then that will be a ton of fun to build out the whole – That sounds awesome. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah, just that's the fun awesome. part, not any of the headache with all the other garbage. Yeah, the mechanical on. stuff. Yeah. Screw yeah. that. So I'm excited that about like that. sounds like an awesome project. Yeah, that will yeah, be fun. Um. Yeah, you didn't really have a question about the Cam Paul Jason thing. Yeah, that was more of a suggestion. More of a wet dream. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible suggestion. No, I see it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, anything's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cam literally you know, lives ask... less than an hour from me. His parents actually really? live right down the street from me, so he comes up here all the time. Do they know about the body no, situation? Can... I mean, to see his parents, he never stops and sees me. Oh, oh. right. <laughs> he actually doesn't follow me. <laughs> right. Um, Dan, are you excited about 2023? I'm. What do you got going on? There? Very excited, excited about? about 2023. I have lots of things coming up. Um, I think we right. talked about this last week, didn't we? With our goals, yeah, we did. Yes. We did talk about our goals, but I mean, is there specific things that are your look? Is there any specific projects. projects or specific things that you're looking forward to specifically? Like, what's your airstream? Mm. I don't have an airstream, but I do have a camper, and I've been really toying with uh, remodeling the inside of it. Although I don't know if that would be feasible because it is newer. And it's I don't know. It doesn't Trash make a whole lot first. of. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to rip everything out and redo it. Uh, the whole point of that trailer is that it's an ultralight and everything's in there. Is, uh, it's in there because it's light. If it's I redo it, it's... light. Yeah, if I if I redo it, it's going to be ultra heavy. So... Mm. Uh, using cherry, right? Solid cherry. Always with, the, always with the cherry. <laughs> My goodness. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't have any big projects that I'm super excited about nothing has come across the ddww desk yet oh i take it back Tensions. actually <laughs> this year i'm making a new desk and i'm making an office space and i'm, I'm getting all that organized so In i am actually kind of looking forward to that no i'm switching everything over there so still gonna be there's like a whole there's like a whole to the I- ice maker still yeah no the ice maker should be taken care of and you won't be able to hear call anymore. your wife the ice maker <laughs> <laughs> no, I call her the Ice Queen. 
Hey, well, she's nice. Nice. She listens to this. No, I'm going to build out a better like office situation, sort of. So I am kind of so the basement situation got abandoned. You're not doing it. It's kind of abandoned for now. I don't know. We might circle back and change all that up, but we'll see. Michael, Pete, what about you? Oh, he said Mike first. Go right. Okay, fine. Uh, This year, I'm excited to hopefully. I mean. (laughs) Get this other building built. I want to get this oh, other building built so really cool. bad. I really want this other space. So um, that's my big goal for 2023 is to build the, build out this big shop. So um, we need it so bad. It's ridiculous how bad we need it. But um, that's my that's my big thing that I'm really excited do you, about. So. Do you need it bad? From what bad. I understand, he needs it pretty bad. I need it I, bad. How bad? I hear you need it real bad. I need it real bad. On a scale say, one to say, bad. Say, I need it bad, daddy. All right, Pete. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Say it. This next question is from... <laughs> Coward. Pete, you saying say it to me is the most <laughs> awkward conversation we've ever had in years. Say it. Say also it. an awkward say boner. Say it, you little... <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this thing now? <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, are the last words of that body across the street. Say, say it. it. God. Um, I am just. I'm. I'm. Ex- I am excited for this year. Last year, I had like some very vague goals. I was trying to figure stuff out because we just moved into this house and like, I don't know where the business and everything's gonna go this year. It's it's content and actual house projects. Kind of how Jason's been saying that like his wife motivates his projects. The honey do list has been getting very long. And I've been knocking out all of the, it's literally on my desk uh, for some reason in this Rubik's cube, but it's been getting very long with like electrical, put lights here, swap out this thing, fix the faucet. I've done all the house chores. I need to start building the furniture. So I'm very excited to tackle the furniture. I want to start recording uh, the, the, the projects and uh, working with uh, Trevor a little bit more. So I need to get some videos over to him and uh, see how that goes. So Hopefully a year from now I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh, I actually did that thing. Uh, and I'm not just being like, oh, I still haven't put out a YouTube video this year. That's great. So that's it. Content and house projects. House furniture. Nice. Yeah. This. Uh, and I'm also excited to work with Cam and Jackman. Patron. Oh. Say it. Yeah, it's going to be a hot collab. Anyways, Mike. Say, say it. it. <laughs> say it. Uh, okay, I'm going to say it right now. It's... Uh, right here. Amy Hearties, as woodworkers and small business owners, how do you deal with the fact that the local market has a need for cabinetry, but the thought of crafting and installing them makes you want to walk the plank? How do you reconcile your passion for woodworking with the demand of the market? Important note is that my area does not require any licenses or certificates to make cabinets or a contractor's license to install. Thanks, guys. Say it, daddy. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I just had to fire up a quick word document. She, that she did a good job with the pirate accent. Yeah, uh, I like it's it. Like, it's like if AIs had pirate or pirates had AIs, whatever. Uh, I need that sound clip, Mike. Uh, that's good. You can do it. You just right click on anything you highlight, type it in. Wow. Type. I'm not. Gonna yeah, say but it. here's the thing. Pull it out. That I need that clip. Otherwise, like I can't put that in. That that. Say it, Daddy. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> 
that clip. I need that oh, whole yeah. clip. Actually, it'll be in Mike's audio. The whole thing. All right. All that right. won't we'll, be in Mike's we'll audio. It out after this, oh. I'll get it for you, buddy. Jeez. So good. No, it won't be in my audio. I'll get it for you. Oh, I'll get right. it for you, Dan. Don't worry. I'll get it for you. <clears throat> cool. Cool. Uh, I don't know what the question was. Something. About I don't, don't either. I was too busy. Uh, cab- oh, cabinetry. Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> Did you not listen? He's asking, how do you reconcile your passion for woodworking with the demand of the market? So he's saying he can't, there isn't enough demand in his market to build, you know, standalone furniture pieces. Most of his business needs, he needs to pivot towards built-ins and cabinetry, to, cabinetary, to, uh, <laughs> cabinetry. whatever it's Cabinetry. Cabinetry. That's right. It needs to, he needs to, he needs to pivot specifically to, <laughs> otherwise he will never make it. He'll never be able to make his nuts. So uh, this is fun. I'm going to use this little feature often. Oh, we're going to read uh, all of Tomas' questions uh, this way now. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, what do you think about having to do that? I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't necessarily have that problem. Um, you know, I, I kind of lean on content creation to kind of fill that void, I guess. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't follow the question. I wasn't paying attention. I was listening to the jokes. Okay, Pete. Pete, if sure. you had to, st- if you if you had to uh, get more into cabinetry yeah. and not into, uh, and you couldn't do woodworking because your market, or you couldn't do traditional furniture, standalone furniture builds because your market doesn't have people buying armoires or tables or desks or anything like that, and you had to do built-ins yeah. all the time to to be able to do. You don't have to actually business. repeat the question think? to me because I I heard it, but Dan did mm, it. But right. thank you for reading. But I was listening Dan, again. Thank you for so. listening. Yeah. So um, I was repeating it to you just so Dan could hear. Appreciate that. <laughs> One of the reasons, I, so my like woodworking journey, as I love to say that, the, it, that's how it started. It started with stuff that people needed, stuff that I was not passionate about at all. I didn't really enjoy. It's just what they needed, and I was trying to get into it. And I was very excited to get work, so I was doing a lot of that. Now I'm in a fortunate position where I'm not relying, and I have a, I have a day job. The 3D print shop brings some good income. I'm not relying on commissions. So now I get to say no. I've I've said no to a bunch of projects over the last couple of months. And now I'm starting to officially, I said for this year, I am taking on some commission work. And I've... Let's say you didn't have your day job and you were got into furniture and that you couldn't sell standalone furniture pieces and you had right, to do... Mike, br- earmuffs. That's the, you're, Mike, you're comparing two things. Earmuffs. Mike Coffee has taught me one thing is that if you stand your ground and you set your prices and you follow the really care about and follow the projects you want to do, you will make money. I will give Mike that one thing. He has taught me that valuable lesson. Say it, daddy. Yeah, you do. (laughs) But like, it's true. It's, and, and you know, I'm going to, I'll, well, I'll throw it to Mike or Mike, did you talk about this yet? Or, but but basically like the whole approach of like, you really have to do what you're passionate about and you got to stand your ground. And yes, sometimes you have to take on jobs that just feed the family, pay the bills. But if stand your ground and keep working towards it, because I although it took a lot longer and I had to do it a roundabout way, I'm able to start now doing woodworking for pleasure and taking on projects that I actually enjoy and still make money and pay the bills. And I didn't have to compromise myself too much, uh, thanks to some advice that I got from my <coughs> friends. Mike, what would you say? Mike already said. Oh, did he? I would say. Well, did he? No. No, I did not. Oh. This I is just say. a mess. I would say that, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really falling apart in these 12th hours. Siri read it. Um, yeah. Um, I would say that if your market doesn't have what you want to do, it's tough. Because, so we're going into what appears to be a recession. 
And uh, I think standalone furniture pieces are going to be not as in demand as they've been in the last, I'd say, 10 years or so or eight years. So um, some people are probably going to have to pivot to cabinetry and more built-ins. However, I will say that built-ins, I mean, there's really good, stable, and repeatable money in that stuff. So that I feel like the way this is being approached by the by the person who's writing it in is kind of like looking down on those things. And I could be misunderstanding that. And he could just be saying, hey, I don't want to do built-ins and I have to do built-ins to pay the bills. So that's fine. If you don't want to do There's good money in that. You, it, but you have to do them. There's just good, consistent money in them. Like kitchen cabinet or kitchens have good, decent margins once you get your processes figured out. So mm. for me- Well, there's good money have, in sending people pictures of your feet too, but I don't want to do that. Right. Right. Exactly. So if it's like, what do you want to do with your I mean, time? I don't want to do it tough. anymore, you know. <laughs> once you got your trailer paid off you didn't have to yeah uh <laughs> no it, it's like uh it, it's it's like what i think some people are in the situation where they want to be a, a studio furniture one-off furniture maker standalone furniture maker and then they find themselves in this market where they that just isn't a reality there's just not enough money there and they have to do these things where they have to do kitchens and they have to do all these built-in and i don't think I think I think you sh- kind of need to pivot your approach and how you look at it with those things. I think you need to look at it and be like, yeah, I still get to do woodworking, which is the thing I love. May not be able to build the things that I love, but I'm going to do everything I can to keep paying my bills and chasing down the work that I do love on the side. So, you know, I, I haven't been in that situation, so I can't really give that exact advice. Like I've been fortunate mm-hmm. to where I've taken on work that I don't like doing. But the work I've taken on that I don't like doing, I have employees that actually enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. So the company's bringing in revenue and I have employees that have a good job or that they have a job now and they are doing something that they enjoy. Like Matt loves doing these production jobs. I do not like doing production jobs. I just want to do one-off pieces of furniture. So I understand where this, <clears throat> where this guy's coming in from. I just want to do one-off pieces of furniture. However, I have my shop built out in a way now and I have another piece of tooling coming very soon where we could very, very effectively take off, take off, uh, you know, chase down cabinet work and kitchens. So, um, it's something I'm thinking about for 2023. And that is probably going to require me hiring someone who knows more about how to do that because I, one, don't know how to do that. And two, don't want to do that. So I'm going to bring someone in who knows how to do that and kind of chase that in my marketplace because, Cabinets and kitchens and built-ins are a bit more recession-proof than uh, $15,000 lawyer desks. You know, they're mm. just, they just start to go away after a certain amount of time. Um, and I think that might be what we're probably going to see in the next year or two, maybe till 2025. But I'm not an economic expert. This is just what I'm hearing from customers and companies that I do a yeah. lot of business with. Jason. Um, so when I first started doing woodworking and before I found the hardwood dealer that I get all my hardwood from now, the only place I knew to go get hardwood, because I was building small stuff like little like chintzy beer holders and things like that, was a local cabinet shop in town and I would go basically buy their scraps from them. And every time I would go into this cabinet shop, they'd be doing like full production of cabinets and built-ins and all sorts of like, you know, plywood boxes and there'd be three employees working on that stuff. And then off in the corner there would be this guy making furniture and he was an older guy and I'd see him in there, you know, occasionally, sometimes he's there, sometimes just a piece he was working on would be in the corner. 
And finally, one time when I was in there, I asked one of the guys that I had befriended who was buying the stuff from, I was like, what's the deal with this guy? He's always in there building completely different stuff than what you guys are building. And he said, oh, that's the owner. And he said right. he just really loves building that's furniture. That's Mike's dream. Yep, and basically the story of the whole thing was he started out doing furniture, but that's not the thing that sold the most. He built this entire cabinetry built-in company around him, but he got to the point where he doesn't have to run it. His employees do that. They're really good at it, and he's in the corner building his furniture. And not to say that that's an easy transition. No. But I would say look at this more as an opportunity. You can make a crazy amount of money doing cabinetry and built-ins. I did a ton of that stuff. And the I mean, the money there is really good. It's not the most exciting thing. You're building a bunch of boxes. But the cool thing about that is it's a very easy thing to teach other people. Where custom furniture is harder to teach employees because you have to have an artistic eye and I don't know, it's just harder to teach that. So I would view it like try and build that up. Try and make it something bigger. You could get to a point where that's the real money maker, and you're still in the corner like the old guy building furniture. Yep, that's exactly said, what that's I was literally. Insane. That's literally my dream, <laughs> yeah. and literally what I'm building my business as right You've now. You've been talking like, about this for the last couple of months. <laughs> that's all yeah, you want. Yeah, this is like my all I want to do is have my business running and oversee everything from thirty thousand feet, and it does its thing, and I can just build really cool stuff all the time and film it. That's all I want to do all day long. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Yeah. But Dan, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, sometimes you got to do the stuff that you don't like doing so you can feed that animal. That The stuff that you don't like doing yep. pays you well enough so you can do the things you like doing. I mean, so, like, yeah, just like what's one picture of your feet? It's not that big right. deal. They can't even it'll, identify you by your feet anyway. It'll lead to bigger opportunities. Also, here's right. here's another take I wanted to, I wanted to throw in. Uh, from the great Kevin McAllister. If you mm -hmm. build it, they will come. It's Kevin somebody. Kevin. Costner. Costner. There we go. McAllister. Oh, Kevin God. McAllister. Kevin. No, if he you build say, it, they will come. He would say, keep the change, you yeah. filthy animal. People aren't going to buy stuff from you unless they can see. Which is so also like, a good thing to say to your clients. People need to see stuff. People yeah, need you, to see things. Yeah, no, he's right. You don't want to shoehorn yourself into all your content as cabinets. People are going to be like, oh, he makes cabinets. I can have him do my kitchen. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, else? there's some really, really popular channels or pages on Instagram. That's all they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that content. And they do a fantastic freaking job at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. I mean, I, I, I would say my, my, my overall point was like, I wouldn't look down on cabinet work because no. it's its own art in its own way because just you are building a lot of boxes, but you do have to get very good at it to make a, I mean, you, you got to be good at it to make money at it. Mm -hmm. If you keep making mistakes, you're going to have to go back. You're going to have callbacks. You're going to have to fix stuff. You're going to start losing your, your money there. But if you can find a way to get yourself established as a well-trusted kitchen shop, you're going to crush your market yep. and it's mm. going to go very well for you. So there's a demographic um, for everything. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Yep. So um, anyways, those were all very good questions. Um, those are all the questions. Yeah, that's it. That's all the questions. Oh, we got that's them all. That's crazy. In. We usually get way more questions than that on our podcast. Shops. No, you don't. <laughs> Apple and I can't remember the last time you guys had a question. <laughs> Well, you have to be a patron and be in the after show. For the that. last time they had a question, they ended up finding that guy's body in the field next to Jason's house. Yeah. 
Don't ask. Well, I, wait, actually, wait. I have one last question, Mike. How can I save fifty dollars on an on a WorkbenchCon ticket this year? If you were to go to WorkbenchCon, shop sounds. You could use code. Coupon code. <laughs> I just went ahead and muted him. If on you that type one. in, if you if you type in, say it, Daddy. You'll get fifty dollars off. <laughs> No, if you type in AWP, God damn it, I'm going to edit sounds. in that clip a hundred <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, dude, yeah, put that you in. Don't there. Have to. You can just assume. Uh, hour forty, Dan. I don't hour actually 40. know how to pull that audio. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, big thanks to Jason for coming on the show, man. It's always thanks, oh, man. Is this great it? talking to you. It's great. Are we done? You. Yeah, we're done. We're wrapping this oh, bad wow. bad boy up. Short. It was bad. Podcasts are way we'll longer. Go as long as you want, sounds. Daddy. <laughs> 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 Uh, you're, well, now I'm uncomfortable. You take us out of here, Pete. Now yeah. I don't want to do this. That Thanks for joining us, guys. Make sure to check us all out on uh, uh, before it was funny. Now it's Spotify just dirty. and Apple Podcasts, like this guy. <laughs> and uh, check out Jason Hibbs on YouTube, Instagram, and of course check out his podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, sounds he will never die. Yeah, sounds will never die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out the Shop Sounds podcast on, uh, unfortunately, just two places: Apple. Podcast and Spotify. the only places I know about. Who else listens to a podcast on a different place? Nobody. RSS Nobody. feeds and 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 what YouTube. The hell is that? I don't know. Old people listen. It's a. To it. I think it's a Chevy Camaro. RSS. <laughs> uh, you can also catch us on eighty nine point nine FM. FM, <laughs> but only in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks Oregon's for... greatest hits. <laughs> greatest it's hits. It's a Fraser Crane. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. I don't know why I'm doing the outro. Mike just threw it to me, and I went with it. He's on yeah, you're doing a great no, job, Pete. Say, good. Thank you to our, all our patrons, and we'll see you guys next week. I yep. love you all. Bye. And um, <laughs> all the patrons of this podcast, if you want to save some money and get a better experience, so you can sign up for Patreon on Shop Sounds. <laughs> get out of here. Patreon. <laughs> all right. Kill it. Uh, <laughs> love you all next week. See, see you next week. Bye. 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 bye, bye. Love you long time. Say it, Daddy.